singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 10, moving on to verses 44 through 48. In these verses, Luke concludes his account of Peter's visit to the home of Cornelius in the city of Caesarea. Cornelius, in a vision from God, is told to send for Simon Peter. Peter is instructed by the Spirit of God to go to Caesarea and speak to Cornelius. When Peter arrives, he is met by Cornelius, his family, and his friends. Peter asks them, Why did you send for me? Cornelius explains the vision he had received from God, and he tells Peter, Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. So Peter presents to them the facts concerning Jesus Christ. He presents to them the heart of the gospel. Jesus Christ died. He was buried. He rose again from the dead. Now we come to today's verses, and here is the way Luke concludes this incident. Even as Peter was speaking these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those listening. The Jews who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit would be given to Gentiles too. But there could be no doubt about it. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Peter asked, Can anyone object to my baptizing them now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he did, baptizing them in the name of Jesus the Messiah. Afterward, Cornelius begged him to stay with them for several days. This incident has been called the Gentile Pentecost. Peter was astonished that the Gentiles should receive the Holy Spirit. This outpouring of the Holy Spirit was made audible by their speaking in tongues. 
the tongues were in evidence to Peter and the others with him that God would save the Gentiles and would give to them his Holy Spirit. In the next chapter, Peter uses this as evidence that these Gentiles had believed on the Lord and that God had granted repentance unto life to the Gentiles also. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. I suppose it is part of the nature of man to form into groups and cliques. Man, for various reasons, has a tendency to separate into racial or cultural, economic, educational, or religious groups. In Christianity, however, it was emphasized early that all people were equal before God. One hymn writer caught that spirit when he wrote, In him there is no east or west, in him no north or south, but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide world. Peter, a Jew, was gripped by a vision from God, a sheet containing various clean and unclean animals. He was told to kill and eat. He refused, complaining that some of the animals were not ceremonially clean. Then God said, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. On the strength of what Peter had learned, he entered the home of a Gentile named Cornelius at Caesarea. He could now accept his food, and he could now accept his person. I now realize, Peter said, that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation. In Cornelius' house, Peter was given the opportunity to talk. When he came to the sentence, all the prophets testify about him, that is Jesus, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name, the Holy Spirit came upon all who heard the message. Here was the Pentecost of the Gentile world. It wasn't a second Pentecost. It was a part of the first. The first was limited to the Jews since only Jews were present there. Here in Cornelius' house, the Holy Spirit came upon the Gentiles. Why did the Holy Spirit come upon these Gentile believers here in Acts 10? For one thing, as I already mentioned, it was the initiation of the Gentile Christians into the church of Jesus Christ. That's number one. Second, it convinced Peter and the other Jews who accompanied him that the Gentiles were full members and partners in this great movement called the church. They were not second-class participants. All barriers were down between Jew and Gentile. The Holy Spirit had come upon Christian Jews in Jerusalem at Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit had now come upon Christian Gentiles in Caesarea. So the sign of tongues, which accompanied the Holy Spirit's coming, was a sign to the Christian Jews that there were now no barriers between Jews and Gentiles. Those Jews who were there were beside themselves when they witnessed this phenomenon. Luke writes in 1045, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in other languages and praising God. The Holy Spirit was given so that these saved Jews who had doubts about the full participation of the Gentiles in God's plan might be convinced. The coming of the Holy Spirit validated for the Jews God's acceptance of Gentiles. 
So here are the two great purposes for the Spirit's coming here in the house of Cornelius. One for the Gentiles, to assure them that they were full participants in the church, and one for the Jews, to assure them that the Gentiles were full members of the church. Peter was understandably overwhelmed at what was going on. He had already come a long way when he entered the house of a Gentile, but to consider them as equal in God's plan needed some confirmation. And this is what God gave when the Holy Spirit came upon the Gentiles in the same manner as he came upon the Jews in Jerusalem earlier. Peter had the grace to accept what he saw and heard and go all the way with it. Seeing all of this, he said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Interesting. The reception of the Holy Spirit by persons in the book of Acts does not follow a set pattern. Here he came upon believers before water baptism. In Samaria, he came upon believers at the same time or after water baptism. Yet Paul declared that anyone without the Holy Spirit is not a Christian. It is clear that after the beginning of the church, salvation and the coming of the Holy Spirit upon a person is simultaneous. There is no salvation apart from the Holy Spirit. This all points up the fact that I mentioned some time ago that since the book of Acts is a transitional book, doctrines, even relating to the Holy Spirit, should not be formed on the basis of it. These three are exceptional or special cases at the inception of the church among Jews, second among Samaritans or half-Jews, and third among pure Gentiles. The point is that all people, regardless of race or station, are baptized by or with or in the Holy Spirit, thereby placing them into one body, the Church of Jesus Christ.
a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.